This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres, and today we've got a jam pack show. We've got news. We've got trailers, more so than usual. Of course, we've got a big movie to talk about, and we're going to be capping things off since Halloween just passed. We're going to be talking about the horror movie that got us into watching scary movies, especially around the Halloween time. So without further ado, we're going to be jumping into today's show. Let's talk about some movie news. Some huge movie news hit this past, you know, couple weeks where it was not only announced that, you know, obviously if you saw Black Adam, spoilers if you haven't, but it was a huge credit scene when Henry Cavill's Man of Steel shows up in that mid-credit scene to many DC fans' delight. And following that cameo, it has been announced that A Man of Steel 2 is finally at last in the works with Henry Cavill reprising his role As the titular character. And not only that, not only is that in the works, but DC has got two new co-CEOs, one of which is director James Gunn, who many will know from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and also the new Suicide Squad film. And his co-CEO is going to be Peter Safran, who I think has been a producer on a bunch of DC movies. Yes? No? Maybe so? Yeah, he's been a producer. He's been a producer on Shazam. He's also been a producer on The Suicide Squad as well. Uh And he I believe he just produced Black Adam as well. There you go. And these two are going to be basically taking over the reins of the DCU, which has now been renamed uh, and taking over that comic book uh, portion of that universe, which is going to be very exciting. We have a lot of thoughts here. So here we go. What do we think about this kind of two pronged piece of news? Are we overwhelmed? Are we excited? Are we disappointed? Let's start with Nancy. Well, I wish the Henry Cavill thing would have been a surprise when I watched Black Adam, but it definitely don't was we not. all? <laughs> but by the don't time I got all. to it, it was mm-hmm. like okay, yeah. you know, it was all over the place. Which is funny because knowing that was going to be at the end, watching the movie, I was like, they put in so many Superman references in this movie. Yeah, uh, from the well, cape to the thing, which we'll, like we'll it doesn't help that The Rock was basically in every interview like it's a it's a great movie, but you know what? Someone's been on the sidelines way too too long. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Who and, then it? and then he's even been humming the Superman theme. I'm like, dude, just yes, <laughs> yes. It's like come okay, on, he, man. he did that. He did fair. that in my screening. Yeah, and then yeah. you sent it to all of us. Yeah, so yeah. I saw that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. For, the, well. for, those of, for those of you who are watching and listening, Andres, when he went to go see Black Adam, The Rock actually showed up, I shit you not, at his screening to kind of say a few words and to kind of thank them for showing up. And yeah, b- before the, was it, he came in before the movie started? Is that what happened? He came in directly at our 7 p.m. screening. He came in directly before the movie even started. Gotcha. Yeah, And, and he that's proceeded what, yeah. to spill all the beans. Yeah, that's where he hummed the, uh, the Superman theme before the movie and everyone's like okay we get (laughs) we understand superman's probably gonna be even pointed he even pointed to somebody wearing a superman shirt in the audience and it was like okay we all know we all know it's i mean did you have a big even more so like did you pretty much know okay he's probably gonna be in it or yeah he pretty much all but confirmed it like with words oh yeah (laughs) yeah he basically used every word but superman to confirm it (laughs) (laughs) I mean, go before uh, your screening is what I meant. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We pretty much okay. we we all knew. Yeah. We all yeah. knew okay. right yeah. before we See, showed I up. did it. So when you sent the thing, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, guess that's happening. Oh, uh, damn, you fucked over Nancy. Way to go. It's okay. <laughs> I, it took me so long to see the movie. I it would by that time I would have known anyways. So yeah, it took We're me supposed to take care of each other. I said he is not in the movie. <laughs> I said I said I, I said, said I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, he's not in the movie. I said, I said, I said, the colonel has returned. He's been absent for a few episodes, but he's back, people. That was like the perfect, that was the perfect opportunity. Andres just said the words I said, and I was like, and we're off. He's returned just like Superman. But well, anyway, yeah. we, should yeah, anyway get back, we should probably get back. We should probably get back to the. Actually, uh, we should probably actually talk about the news that we yeah, uh, put actually, out there. But so, Nancy, yeah. what did you what did you actually think of the news that came out? Yay, nay? Yeah. What are you feeling? No, yeah, I like Henry Cavill as Superman. He's one of my favorites. Uh, so you know what? Give him another fucking movie. Let's do this. And mm-hmm. everyone was talking about his little. I don't know. I don't notice things like that. But everyone was talking about his style is a little bit different than what Snyder was. It seemed like he was going back a little bit to the old old school little curl. Well, there was a curl. Yeah, there was thing. a curl. There was a curl. Yeah. yeah. People notice these things. But you know what? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think it, it was, was cool. It was cool. He was wearing the Man of Steel suit, which is cool. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is my favorite one out of the bunch. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. And in terms of James Gunn and I already forgot the other guy's name. I'm so sorry. Peter Safran, the name that just rolls Peter off yes. the tongue and off the brain. Safran, <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Mostly James Gunn. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. But no, I think, you know, DC, I feel like, was already behind when they first got started in the sense of like you already have the mcu and Uh a they were taking their time to build to the avengers and had several movies building up to that and all these post-credit scenes and so i feel like when they decided dc decided okay we're going to do the same thing you have to go above and beyond when someone's Mm -hmm. already doing that and they i felt failed horribly because it was just like they didn't take the time to build the universe it was all slapped together it was just kind of a mess and i feel like james gunn coming in who has already worked on comic movies he's done marvel mcu um i feel like he's gonna have a better vision of how to connect everything better and how to have an actual focus and plan moving forward because that's what it felt like it lacked that you know, DC, which just didn't really have an overall plan. They were just kind of like winging it as they went along. Um, I will mm-hmm. say one of the hilarious things that I saw, very clickbait Yahoo news, was like, <laughs> James Gunn joins DC after Marvel fires him. And it's like, okay, first of all, that happened a while ago. And secondly, they rehired him anyways. So, yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. But... You know, I'm excited. I feel like this is a way that they're going to get back on track with creating this universe and not being so all over the place and hot mess express. Ooh, hot mess express. Mm-hmm. We have coined that here on the film on ta- Oh, I like that. The yeah. hot. What was it? The hot, hot mess express. Is that what you call it? Hot mess express. Hot, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I not fucking a, like that. A, not a train you want to be on, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. That is, that is, that is a train that is on the expressway to shitville. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Do you have something to add, Andres? Do you not approve of the Hot Mess Express? <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I mean, do I approve of being there? Uh, no, I don't want to be on the hot mess express. Okay, I do like the phrasing though, so that's fine. There we go. Well, now, Andres, what do you what do you think about this stuff? Let's go. Jesus Christ! I mean, uh, what a one-two punch this this like this past week and a half has been. I mean, we're gonna get back Henry Cavill as freaking Superman. I've been dreaming about this moment for like the past five years because I truly think he's one of the best portrayals of a comic book character that we've seen in so long. And he has been, he's sort of suffering from the Matt, uh, Matt Smith syndrome of like having really bad scripts, but being a really great actor and really great, uh, doctor, for, doctor who reference for all you guys, like someone who, someone who saddled with not great material, but you could tell that it was not his fault. And then when you saw these little tiny moments of greatness in all the Superman movies that he was in, especially in the Snyder cut, that was something where you're just like, man, if only he had the the right material behind him, he could really soar in this, no pun intended. But yeah, after hearing this news, I am just so glad that Warner Brothers is giving him a second chance at this. And not mm-hmm. only are they doing it with that, but they're they're doing it with a bang. They want to do it right. They want to do a legitimate sequel to Man of Steel, which we have not gotten since ten years ago. Because BVS is not a sequel to Man of Steel. It's it's a um, no. for lack of a better word, it's a spinoff. I mean, Superman is so sidelined in that movie, and it's just horrible. But with all that said, I am looking so forward to the future of this. And, like, even you could smell it on, on like, you could see it on, like, Henry Cavill's face when he was, like, doing the um, the video thanking the fans and all that other stuff after Black Adam had come out. The dude is happy to be back. And, honestly, it's infectious, and I'm just, like, I'm so down for for him coming back i'm just super excited i can't even find the words to basically put it all together right now so it's great well why don't you try (laughs) (laughs) do better i dare you do better (laughs) was uh was henry cavill the one who tweeted out like happy superhero day and then like tagged literally everyone (laughs) i thought that was so endearing like what Mm -hmm. how how adorable. No, he, he, yeah. like, he's all about being Superman. He, like, if you watch any interview now that he's done after the fact that he's been announced, you know, as coming back, like he said, like, I never gave up hope. I was always hoping that I'd be able to return as this character. I didn't want to just, like, move on. Like, it means the world to me, this character and this, the story and surrounding the character. So it was like this beautiful bit of, like, patience paying off. So that it was really, really nice. Yeah. But yeah. And, and, and that quality is so intrinsically tied to who Superman is. Indeed, I mean, for yes. lack of a better word, Henry Cavill is freaking the closest to Superman that we're going to get. I mean, come on. He's he's a dork. He's a nerd. And he's also got the physical dedication of being Superman as well, too. And he's also, also not the also Witcher top- anymore. <laughs> which, oh, which, I heard you there was an what? uproar about that. Yeah, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. That's just a side side um, note. It's like I know it's probably because of Man of yeah. Steel too, and everything, but it, it doesn't hurt any less. I would I, I I would say that that Cavill was also very clear that if Superman ever came back around, that he's like you know what he can bounce between the two, you know, because he's yeah. he's that big of a name now. But the problem is that I mean the rumors going around that. Um, he wasn't happy creatively with where The Witcher was going, so yeah, he was more he than he was more than willing to just be like, yeah, he was more than willing to just be like, peace, deuces. I'm not going to be a part of something that I don't believe in. 
And yeah. you know what? Let's let's see how, let's see what happens with that afterwards. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, why as, you far, as far as Cavill. I love when that happens with you guys. I love when that happens with you guys. We're like, Andres is talking, and then he's like such a polite, kind, like, speaker slash listener that he like waits for you to continue, and then nothing happens, and he's like, why did I even bother? I cut you off. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm trying to defend you, you dude. Off. I'm literally just saying how nice you are for doing it. That's just fine. I'll, I'll go fuck myself. It's fine. It's because I'm trying to comment on what you're saying, but and, like get in there without but I keep off, going. It never works. Yeah. It never oh my works. God. No, honestly, I feel like you two are. It's, it's like someone holding the door open for someone, and then it's like, no, after you. No, after you. No, after. You. No, why don't you go first? Exactly. Wait, that exactly. reminds me. There's like a quick little story when I was in college someone opened the door for me and I said no no no, you go in first it's fine and then he's like no no you go in I'm like no no no, you go in I was like rock paper scissors (laughs) and literally I shit you not outside this door people were like waiting to get in we're playing rock paper scissors at like best out of five to figure out who would go in first and I I literally forget who won but then afterwards we walked inside and we were like in tears laughing (laughs) but that's what you guys remind me oh man that's fair yeah, and now oh, I forgot what goodness. I was going to say. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Andres. But there you go. L- let's get you back on the on in the hot seat, though. What did you think about James Gunn and Saffron taking over creatively? Let's touch on that a little bit. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I couldn't think of anybody better to do that because here's the thing: when you look at someone like James Gunn, James Gunn is not the typical guy who's going to go, "Oh, you know what? I want to do a story with." Um, with uh with superman or batman he doesn't uh-huh. usually look at the the main trio if that makes any sense he's one of those people that he will go in deep dive on like very obscure characters right. he took someone like peacemaker and made him freaking awesome and he took someone like oh my god I'm, I'm forgetting the name of what's his name the guy with the glasses deadpool might as well have just been deadpool and peacemaker you know who i'm talking about uh-huh. but he managed to take all these characters from obscurity and make them stories that are worth telling and that's someone that you need in sort of a kevin feige type of way where it's like you know what you got to be able to pick up people who have potential and people that could be you know big you like James Gunn is one of those people that he is going to go for big swings and with someone like Peter Safran on board and knowing how he works with, uh, you know, the Guardians movies and with, uh, you know, the Suicide Squad and Black Adam and all that other stuff. I think this is going to be a great way to split up the differential between the creative side and between the side that you need to sort of financially keep the books open, if that makes any sense, because that's why I feel like Kevin Feige is really struggling with right now because he's really spreading himself really thin across all these different forms of media. Whereas divvying those duties between two people, I think is a superb choice. And that's something that could at least push DC forward Mm -hmm. in being sort of on a, very comparable playing field with uh, the MCU, which they're both going to be two separate things, but also, you know, it's, it's going to be good to be excited about another DC movie again. Yep. That's, so, yeah, I'm really excited true. for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I just think it's, I mean, I'm definitely more excited about the man of steel two finally happening because Henry Cavill, I just think is a great Superman who's been given just 
not the best material. It's just like he, you have the perfect Superman. You're just not giving him the right material to work with. I mean, Man of Steel, I still love that movie. I do have my issues with it, but I think he was so good in it. And Batman v Superman, he was just kind of wasted and made into like a very dour, sour character, which I was really, you know, disappointed by. Um, and we got a hint of what he could be as Superman, like in Justice League, you know, at least in the good version of Justice League, where we got to see that hopeful, joyful uh, side of him, the side of Superman we've always wanted to see that Cavill nails because he's got the charisma and the charm you know with plenty to spare for that character so the fact that he's finally getting a proper sequel is super exciting I'm so happy for him and considering that he left the Witcher uh, it makes me feel like there's going to be a lot for Superman to do that he's going to be very preoccupied I mean yes Henry Cavill is a very in-demand actor now finally you know deservedly so I think he's great uh, and he's getting a wide variety of roles and I'm super excited about that because I think he's very versatile as an actor I think he's proven it in so many different movies over the past several years but I think the fact that I think this is a good sign that Superman is finally in good hands, that there's going to be a lot more to his story, that we're not just going to see these cameo appearances anymore. Superman's back and I couldn't be more excited about it. And then as for the James Gunn, Peter Safran side of it, I was so pleasantly surprised by that. You know, I had to like read it a couple times. I was like, wait, so he, James Gunn is going to be in charge of it creatively. And then Safran's kind of kind of. Uh, handle the business side of it. I was like, this is great because I think James Gunn really knows how to handle comic book characters. I mean, he's proven it with Marvel and he's proven it with DC. So clearly he cares about characters. Like you said, he always does his research. He reads comics. He loves the characters. I think he's got a great rapport with like all these amazing talents. And I think that he's going to really guide this DCU in a much better direction. And I think you have a lot of people in the kitchen that know what they're talking about, that know what they're doing, you know, actors, producers, directors, writers. And I think that he's going to be a big uh, instrumental piece of kind of getting the DCU back on track where it can be compared more, you know, uh, pleasantly to Marvel, because I feel like the disparity between Marvel and DC is pretty staggering at this point, because Marvel is more of a well-oiled machine that does certainly have its flaws. But DC's kind of been this scattershot shit on a wall kind of thing where it's just <laughs> kind of like some stuff is really good, but most of it is really just kind of poorly done or mediocre. So I want to see some more quality content from DC because DC has some great fucking characters, some great stories, Are some amazing talent in these movies that are just kind of being wasted. Like, let's go. Let's get the DC Comics universe back on track. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, with DC, you could arguably say that DC maybe has some of the best rogues gallery. I think they have a better rogues gallery. Franchise. 100%. Yeah, and, and by and by the and by the better one, we're talking. Come on, let's just admit it. It's Batman. Batman. <laughs> it's Batman. I mean, my but, God, but, Batman but, is just littered with good villains. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but the other thing too is, you know, even going back to like you know, sort of pulling away from sort of the murkiness of the DCU where it's like a very sad, a very depressing tone. Uh -huh. I think Gunn, I mean, if you watch Suicide Squad, Gunn has a very great balance of the very heartfelt moments along with the very just sad moments as well. Like the yeah. one scene that pops up off the top of my head is Harley in the Suicide Squad when she shoots 
the um the what's called the uh the the captain or the leader after they've had sex and then she mm. and then she has like this long monologue where she's like listen i mean i said that whenever i saw a red flag in another man i would do the right thing and i would kill him and i'm like and, and then she goes in like this monologue about like what it's like to be in an abusive relationship and it and it switched tone so fast and it's mm-hmm. one of those things where where at first it's a laugh and then you're just like my God, there's so much pathos in that speech. And then you cut right back to the left. And I think that's a great balance of tone right there. And yeah. to see something like that in a future, you know, James Gunn produced movie, it's going to be great. Now, the one thing I'm hoping with Man Steel 2. Now, we all know James Gunn and Zack Snyder are actually friends in real life. Yeah, so you think he's going to get Snyder back? That would be insane. I, I think <laughs> I, I would. My fingers is crossed for it. And a lot of people have been reading into it, but when uh, Zack Snyder sent, like, Henry Cavill a message at some interview thing, he said, it's like, you know, I can't wait to work with you soon. And everyone was just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, everyone's going nuts. Yeah. And keep in mind that the um, that people are like, oh, no, Zack Snyder would never come back to Warner Brothers after how they treated him. I think he would. I think he would. I I think he would only in the the fact that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The new regime. And also your buddy is the head of the yeah. regime as well, too. Yeah. That that is going to be a, a much better place for someone like Snyder to flourish. And it's also going to be a better place for Gunn to do whatever he wants as well. I'm uh, like, honestly, with Suicide Squad being as much of a um, financial bomb as it was, because sadly, it was a bomb. Um, well, I'm just so glad on that HBO Warner- Max. That was their worst mistake. Yeah. That, that was the problem, but I do love the fact that um, Warners was able to overlook that and be like, you know what? You gave us one of the best DC movies. Let's put you on board. So there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're all happy campers here. So like we're excited to see where the DCU goes next. It's kind of hard to just say DCU now. Even that's what they always should have called it. The, like they just <laughs> the DCEU was never like it never flowed really well. So I'm glad they kind of it was, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the Sean Parker. It's like drop the the in the Facebook, you know, it's it's cleaner. <laughs> 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 but uh, hopping into the the territory that is trailers, we got a couple big ones to talk about this week. So let's let's jump into them. One of them is a trailer that like I feel like didn't make the splash I thought it would. Like it kind of got traction for a day, and I thought considering how good the trailer was, it would have had more uh, chatter. And that is the trailer for Creed Three, the highly anticipated new Creed movie that's coming out next March, which. Uh, Stars Michael B. Jordan again, stars Tessa Thompson again, uh, also has um, Jonathan Majors as the new villain, the new person that Creed is going to be fighting. And also the biggest difference in this sequel is that Michael B. Jordan is going to be in the director's chair. This is his directorial debut. We got our first trailer. Let's talk about it. Are we excited? And what do we think of those first two Creed movies? We'll start with Andres this time around. What you feeling? Man, Creed, the first Creed movie was just one of those movies I just kind of felt like, why? Why do we need this? Uh, like, mm. I don't, I'm not necessarily too big of the movies that pass the torch on from one character to another and then, oh, it's a spin off franchise. But Creed was the rare exception where I was like, yeah. wow, it was simultaneously one of Michael B. Jordan's best performances. Ryan Coogler stepped up to bat on that. The style was there. It was also Sylvester Stallone's best performance. I, I, I flat out, I, I, I flat out believe that, like just the levels that they were willing to go with, with Rocky and sort of to wrap up his story, I thought was great. 
Um, Creed Two is definitely a, a step down for the franchise, but it was still good. It was it, it was it was sort of the pair up movie that we always wanted to see: Drago's son versus Creed's son. That's what we wanted to see, and that's what we all paid for. And for the most part, I thought it worked. Now this story, kind of going back to basics, where it's you know what? It's not a person that's intrinsic to Rocky's life. It's someone who's intrinsic to Creed's life himself. And it's someone who, you know, you could easily see in the trailer. It's like, oh, they were both on the same path, except one of them went to jail and the other one did not go to jail. And just sort of seeing how their paths are going to diverge together in this film is very interesting. And also just knowing exactly... You know Michael B. Jordan in terms of what type of talent he works with. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's actually a great thing whenever an actor who's had a lot of time and who's had a lot of experience on sets, you know, um, takes a little bit of the best stuff from one director and then takes a little bit of the best stuff from another director and then he meshes it all into his own style. That's why when you get someone like Ben Affleck to direct a movie, he's been working with A-tier talent for years. So, of course, directing was going to come to him very mm-hmm. easily. And from everything I see so far with Creed, I mean, it's it, it, it looks like it's going to be another knockout. No pun intended again. Oh, but you were waiting to say that. Oh, I was man, you were that. waiting to say that. Okay. Or pun <laughs> right. intended, really. Yeah, I think the pun was absolutely intended. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw the smile oh, yeah, no. come across your face as you said it, you smug bastard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Like, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, how about, so proud uh, of myself. how about you, Nancy? What did you think of this trailer? Um, so I actually only saw the first Creed movie. I didn't get a chance to see the second one. Um, All right, well, so- that's the episode. <laughs> so therefore, I don't care. No, I'm just gotcha. kidding. Um, so watching the trailer, I was like, well, we'll see. Because, you know, I haven't seen the second one. It may not, you know, grab me as much as it might if I had seen the second one. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't find that was the case at all watching this. I got so hyped for this movie. I think the story is perfect for it being the third movie. Um, and I've also been a Michael Michael B. Jordan fan. You got yes, there. I got it. I got it. You got uh, there. Um, I really like him. Ever since I saw him on Parenthood, uh, he's been. Re- I, I'm such a fan of his, so I'm excited that he's going to be directing as well. Also, I feel like you'll be the only person who says loved him in Parenthood. I did. Loved him in Parenthood. No, no, no. I'm just saying I've loved him like, since Parenthood. Yeah. Like his gotcha. early it's, years. It's like I know, you know him from when he was an unknown. Exactly. Let me. Okay. See, see if you if, if you yeah. if you want to talk about unknown, and I was a fan of his since The Wire. I mean, like, you, you, have you guys ever seen The Wire? No, but I've seen clips of him in it, and he was so young. I always yeah, get The Wire like, confused with what's the one with the chickless guy? Oh, the Shield. The Shield. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, was Michael B. Was Michael B. Jordan in Hardball? Yes. So I know him even better okay. than well, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck you both. See, heart sees. He's always there somewhere. Well, look, our relationship with Michael B. Jordan, it has legs. It goes, it goes way back. We all wow. go way back, I think. Jeez, that's so um, funny. God. You can't plan that. Yeah. <laughs> we all are very close with Michael B. Jordan. What can we say? Yes. We're like, we're family. So it's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. good times. Yeah, he's a good time. He's a good guy. Um, but yes, yeah, so I totally forgot what I was saying. That's what happens. Um, okay, you've been What's a fan of this for a while. Yeah, yes. since Parenthood, right? And right. 
uh, look, I'm horrible with names. What's his face? Majors. What's his name? Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yes. I'm excited to see him. Uh, the Harder They Fall was just oh, freaking fantastic. Favorite movie and of last so, year. Great movie. Great so movie. Yeah. So excited to get him in another movie. I think it's going to be great. And one of the things that I feel the movie is going to do really well is watching the trailer. They obviously come to the point where they fight each other. I feel like you're not going to know who you want to root for because, yes, you have Michael B. Jordan, who is the main character. We've followed him through three movies. But at the same time, you have his friend who you can see why, you know, he's had a rough time. He's out now. He's trying to prove himself. You almost feel like he deserves it just as much as he does. So I love any story that puts you in that position of like, oh, man, I don't I don't know who Mm -hmm. I want to. I don't know who I want to win. Either of them could be good. So. I think it's going to be a great movie. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I've seen both of the Creed movies. The first one, like Andre said, was like one of the biggest pleasant surprises I had ever experienced. I like, I went in with the lowest of expectations came out like, like just amped up thinking, wow, that is a, just a great freaking Rocky movie with a brand new character. This is just fantastic. It had me so excited. Um, and then the sequel, even though I didn't like it as much as Creed, I still really enjoyed it. I like what they did with the character work, especially with Drago and his son, and also the relationship between Drago and Rocky that they explored, which was really interesting, which I really, really liked. Um, and him and Sylvester Stallone and Michael B. Jordan had great chemistry with one another. I loved seeing them interact. But I was really looking forward to seeing any bit of footage from Creed 3 because I want to see what Michael B. Jordan's got behind the camera. I feel like not a lot of actors can make that transition from actor to director. It's not the easiest transition to make. But from what I'm seeing here, I think he's picked up a lot of good tricks from Ryan Coogler. There's a lot of shots in this trailer that remind me of Ryan Coogler, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he's maintaining that tone, that visual tone from the first two movies and kind of making it his own, which is really fun. Uh, especially the boxing scenes, I think, look great. It, you know, I especially love some of the lighting, some of the visceral punches that I'm seeing there. I think that fight in and of itself is going to have a very, like, warrior kind of vibe to it, where it's like Nancy said. I was said, just thinking that, too. Where, like, you don't know who you want to root for because that, you know, relationship's going to be explored in the movie and you might, like, kind of be swayed one way or the other. But I'm really excited for this one. I think it looks emotionally compelling. I think it's, you know, uh, doing it's handling some of those um, Rocky isms well, where it's kind of including some of those montages and some of those visual flares. But I like that this is a Creed movie that's going to be standing on its own two feet, you know, without Rocky. I think that's an important step for this franchise and this character to, you know, prove that he doesn't need Rocky in order to, you know, have a movie of his own and to. Uh, be a great character in uh, in his own right. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very excited for this one. Um, but now we're going to be shifting gears to a little bit of comic book goodness, and we got our first trailer for Ant-Man 3, Quantum Mania. And speaking of Jonathan Majors, you know, this guy's everywhere now. He is everywhere. Uh, showing up as Kang the, Con- wait, Kang the Conqueror, right? Kang the, Con- that, Kang the Conqueror, yeah. Yeah, got it. All right, beautiful. So we got our first look at the movie here. What do we think I'm going to have to let my dog in because he keeps screaming. <laughs> How about we start with Andres then? You, go you for go. it. Go, go. All right. I'll go. Um, all right. So, so far, what I'm thinking about this trailer is that visually, it looks like it's going to be one of the craziest installments in the MCU that we've gotten so far. I mean, just in terms of just the stylistic choices that they've done and also the color palette. I mean, God, I remember, I remember seeing this trailer directly in front of black Adam 
And just I'm like, oh my god, maybe maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm probably just gonna get a little lit right before I go see this movie. But I thought it was great, and then and Tom totally oh missed please, that. No, please no, repeat I, that for Tom. No, I heard that you wanted to get lit before seeing something. <laughs> well, that's all you need to know. If someone would have told me that Andres would have said those words in this episode, I never would have guessed it. But I love it. Continue. Yeah. I gotta keep you on your toes, guys. Okay, we but, can all get lit. So, so far, we can all get lit before we go see this movie. We can all get together. lit. Together. <laughs> yeah. Right, um, so, so just going on with the trailer as well. This freaking dog, I mean, man. He, he, freaking, he freaking cries at the door. I let him in. He does a lap. And then he just sits at the door waiting to be let out. I let him out and he's gone. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Marty! He's I mean, like, I what's love, going on in there? I, 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 I mean, I love the dog, but like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He just heard my voice and he's just like, yeah. oh, let me I out think of he, here. He heard you. He was like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear about his lit story. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, with, with everything that's everything that's going positive with the trailer, my favorite moment is just the utter look of terror that um, Michelle Pfeiffer has when she's like, wait a minute, you're going where? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Let's forget about that. I'm like, okay, uh, we need to see a little more of the menace that Kang the Conqueror is. Um, apart from that, there's not really much in the story that's getting, I don't feel like I got the hook just yet for this trailer, which is why I think, you know, you had talked about it, that it sort of just felt mm-hmm. like it just, it just bursted onto the scene and then it just disappeared because it doesn't have like that moment where we're like, holy crap, it's kind of shown us stuff that we've already seen before, maybe in a new context. Um, hopefully we'll get something a little different, uh, with the next trailer. I was shocked that this movie is coming out in February. Yeah, man. We're so close to it coming out. Yeah. I mean, you have Black Panther, what, next week, and then you have, uh, Ant-Man just a couple months later. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And then, and then we've also got Secret Invasion a month after Ant-Man. So it's, it's Marvel mania people. (laughs) It's, it's Marvel's world. We're just living in it. Oh my goodness! But yeah, but so far, I mean, with, with everything that's going on with the trailer, I, I, I really enjoyed the trailer, but I'm not like over the moon excited about it just yet. I have okay. a feeling that they're keeping a lot of secrets in this trailer, and we're going to be getting some really great surprises later on. But I do love, um, oh my god, what's her name from uh, from Freaky? I love that she's playing Cassie. Uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, I'm gonna. It's gonna. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Catherine Newton? I think that's it. Catherine yes, Newton. Yes, yes. Yeah, Catherine Newton. There like, uh, having seen Freaky, I thought she did great, She's great in that. that. I'm as, a little as, as a comedic the role. Cast. Like, I'm a little bit, like, sour about them recasting her, especially they recasted the actress without even telling her that she was being recast, Ooh. which I thought was really shitty. Uh, and rough. I, I, I kind of yeah. got, like, attached to her as the character so now that like you know i love Catherine newton as an actress i think she's great but now i have to kind of like adjust to that and also like it looks like there's going to be like this very emotional element to the story of like them you know being in this really precarious situation where i'm like am i going to feel the same way considering that like now it's a new person in that role i'm a little bit trepidatious about that but like in terms of the trailer though I do like the fact that we're finally exploring the quantum realm. Everyone's kind of been wanting that. And I, visually, it looks stunning. And I like that there's kind of almost like the civilization within the quantum realm that we're going to be seeing that Kang's kind of a part of. A part of. And of just seeing Jonathan Majors in another awesome role. I'm so happy for the guy. He's so talented. And I think that he's going to bring a very interesting take to the character of Kang, where I think we all know that he's going to dupe 
you know, uh, Scott here where he's going to be like, I can, you know, help save them and whatever. And then he's going to like turn on him and become the villain that, you know, we all know. But I think that he's going to add a cool new wrinkle to that character and do his own thing. Because in the trailer, there's this kind of like steely cool vibe to him with an undercurrent of like like uh like sadness if that makes sense just the way like yeah. he was delivering some of those lines from like oh i think this is going to be really interesting and then you have to remember that there's going to be all these different versions of kang i think you know since like he has all these different iterations of himself so I, that's like an actor's dream pretty much you get to play all these different versions of this character so i, I think he's going to crush it i'm really excited about that but yeah those are really the two elements that i'm excited about the quantum realm exploring that Jonathan Majors as Kang and Paul Rudd is always just delightful. I mean, he's just he's just such a likable dude, and I love him as Ant Man. And I think Ant Man movies are the most underrated in the MCU. I love them so much. You know, in, in the past they haven't really held that much weight in terms of like the overall universe, but this one actually seems like it's extremely important to like where the MCU is headed. So I'm very very excited that he's finally getting the you know uh, MCU weight that he deserves. But I, I enjoy this trailer. I definitely want to see more. Yeah, I mean, I I still think even even still like um, Ant Man has sort of served a very important part of setting up a lot of other a lot of other yeah. movies, if you will. Like for Ant Ant Man, he was very important in setting up Civil War, and then for Ant Man the Wasp, that was very important in terms of setting up the time travel aspect that we were going to get them yeah. in Endgame. Yeah, he was like the he was and like so the set I, guy, not the spike guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the stepping <laughs> but, stone but, guy. <laughs> he, he's a stepping stone, and if and if things are about to get as crazy as they are in the MCU, oh my goodness, th- this is going to be a perfect stepping stone. So yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you just like a roughly <laughs> so yeah. That's it. And, uh, and Nancy, how about you? Where are you on this trailer? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I'm All right. Done. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, We've already taken I'm the a- wind out of the sails. Yep. <laughs> No, I'm on the same page. I think uh, definitely visually it's very, very stunning. It's good looking. I'm all on board. Um, And of course, I was like, okay, so I didn't see either trailer when we were talking about what trailers we're going to do for the show. So I watched them back to back and I was like, Ooh, what a double feature. Look at that. Jonathan Jonathan Majors being like, I'm here. And then in the trailer, he's like, I'm over here now. (laughs) Exactly. I'm on one side. I'm on the other side. Hi. Oh, see, there you go. Solid reference. Solid reference. But yeah, I think he's going to do great in it. And I, again, I will watch anything that he is in. Um, I, I feel very similar to what you guys were saying is it, it feels like they're hiding a lot. It feels like there wasn't much in the trailer, but sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes oh, like, less is more, give, man. I want mystery. Know, I don't want to give too much. I want yeah. intrigue. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be go. good. I, I'm on the same page as you guys. Nice. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. it sucks being the third person to go, right? Like it just sucks. It's okay. <laughs> it just you sucks. Know what? It's late. I'm Maybe tired. You, you guys said all the words. You said all the words for me. That's like that. You know, I you set like, me up. Just I feel like almost all of our opinions are like very similar or in the same ballpark. So by the time the third person comes around, it's just like I'm with you guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you just guys. I agree. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm curious to see where we all fall in the next 
bit of content we're about to cover, which is our movie of the week, the big movie that we got a chance to see over the past couple weeks, the big movie that everyone was talking about for a weekend, but not really afterwards, (laughs) and that is... Black Adam, the new DC movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the titular character. It finally hit theaters after years and years of development hell. Dwayne The Rock Johnson finally got to play that character, finally got to play the man in black. What do we think of Black Adam? We'll say our general thoughts and then we'll dive deep a little bit. And then for those of you who are watching and listening, do know we're going to be heading into some spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen Black Adam, you're definitely going to want to turn this off or come back after you have seen it. But you have been warned so let's start ooh. with oh what we, what's going on we have to go over what won for our rating criteria. oh we will touch on that yes we will yes. touch on that yes yes we will do that when we do our rating of the movie overall thank you for reminding okay. us i totally yes. forgot about that yeah. <laughs> totally yeah, yes. thank you yeah. thank you all the twitter and yes. all of instagram yes. for thank your you for votes voting. because that really yes yeah. y- yes and thank you for out. yeah and thank you for warning us about possible um copyright infringement <laughs> yes Thank you, bitch. (laughs) Thank you, William Bibiani. Shout out for you. Yes. Um, But yeah, so Nancy, start us off. What did you think of Black Adam? I thought it was a solidly good movie. Um, There, it wasn't a movie I watched. Yeah. It was a movie I walked away and was like, that was great. It was just like you were trying to like keep a child complacent. Like, it was good. Like, you were good today. Like, but you could have been better. (laughs) Little pat on the head. Dude, yeah, just, yeah. Okay. like you were you good. Did your, you did your best. <laughs> you, you were know? good. Um, I, You're not bad. I feel like for me, it was a little bit all over the place. I didn't get as invested into it until the third act and where it kind of has that surprise at the end. I will say, though, some characters I didn't expect to be as invested in is Pierce Brosnan's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, boop, okay, boop. okay. You know, I'm, I like you more than I thought I was. I really thought these were going to be kind of throwaway characters um, in the sense like they were just going to be in the background of the movie, kind of be, uh, you know, secondary to All everything right. else going on. But they really did pull them into the story, which I really liked. Um, yeah, The Rock as uh, Black Adam, I think, did a good job. But I don't know. There was just some moments where I was like, mm, I don't know. He's... To me, he's always been a really good action star, but not necessarily the best actor at times. And I feel like that showed a little bit for me in this movie. Um, But in terms of the superhero aspect of it, I think he did a really good job. So I I would say solidly good movie. Solidly good movie. All right, Andres, where do you fall on Black Adam? Um, I really enjoyed Black Adam. I It's not a perfect movie by any stretch, but it is a fun time at the movies. And if you have nothing else to see, I mean, like, honestly, you're going to come away from this and you're going to be like, you know what? I had a blast. It was it was exactly what it what it wanted to be. It knew what it wanted to be at points. But I will say the JSA kind of stole the show for me. I mean, just so many points in time where I'm like, oh, my God, I want to follow some of these characters. And again, Dr. Fate has been a character I've been waiting for since I've been 10. Just seeing him on Justice League Unlimited. I loved him on Smallville. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. And the thing is that that is a character that I feel in this James Gunn era, we're going to be getting a lot of 
uh, sort of deep cut characters, and Doctor Fate is cer- certainly one of them. And I kind of feel that now DC is sort of in a place where they're like, you know what? Some of our characters are similar to Marvel in certain ways. We're just going to roll with it, and we're just going to basically just, you know, just not make excuses and just be like, you know what? You want to see Doctor Fate? There you go. And I loved Pierce Brosnan's portrayal. That I thought it was great in terms of just an omniscient being that can see present, past, and futures all in unison, and that when he puts on that helmet, he is possessed by that by that um, entity, and I thought that was great. Um, I mean, in terms of Dwayne Johnson's performance, I thought I, I thought it was suitable. I thought it was suitable for the character, but knowing the character in the comics, the character... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love the like no, stop like you're they're like there. doing this with like your praise and this soon as we got to the like Yeah, we're just like Rock was yeah, it was good. It was good. You're a good boy. <laughs> but, but but it's but it's one of those things where where the movie the movie it wasn't it didn't it didn't let me down, it didn't offend me, but also it didn't wow me in certain respects. It was it was a very paint by the number of movies, but you know what? It yeah. was it was a good time. It was, and we'll delve more into the spoilers on that. But in terms of building, I will give kudos to the movie for building two things: building an antagonist, or sorry, building an anti-hero on his own, making him stand out on his own, and then also just showing us the seeds of how he could lead um, sort of the DCU forward, and then also introducing not one but four brand new characters in the JSA and seeing what makes them tick and what makes them interesting and having all that work in a two hour movie, I thought was actually a pretty broad stroke and it was a pretty, pretty big swing. And I thought it worked most of the time. And uh, yeah, so I I think there's a lot of positives to this movie. It's not, it's not the world's greatest movie. It's just, it's just fine. Gotcha. All right. Um, I'm trying to feel like where I fall, you know, uh, in comparison to you guys. I feel like I also like I enjoyed the movie. I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I didn't really wasn't really pumped for it. It didn't really look any like anything special to me. It kind of looked a little bit mediocre. Um, but -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by how much fun I had with it. I think it's a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. I think visually it's very dazzling, a little bit too much slow mo, but I think visually it's very dazzling. Uh, Jean Calaisera, who's one of my like most I think he's one of the most underrated like B movie directors. You know, did like The Shallows, did Orphan. He even did uh, Jungle Cruise with The Rock, which is a lot of fun. Uh, which was way yeah. better than it had any right to be. I really love him as a director, and he's done like a bunch yeah. of the Liam Neeson like you know B movies, like you know Nonstop <laughs> and uh, Run All Night, which are really fun and really entertaining. I know way too much about this guy, um, but. Um, <laughs> I, I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, the Rock, I I enjoyed him in the action season as per usual. I liked when he got to flex his charm a little bit. Uh, I liked the fact that this character is more... Uh, I liked his emotional backstory. I like that there's... It's a little bit more offbeat compared to the characters that he usually plays. You know, there's more of a serious tone to him. There's more of like a haunted past to him, which I think he taps into here and there pretty well. But you can tell he's a little bit rusty in terms of playing a character that's not this like bombastic, charming action hero type, where it, it's been a minute since he's been that guy and he's he's been able to do that before like if you've seen movies of his like faster or snitch where he's actually really good in those movies being a dramatic character you know taking on a dramatic role uh but you know since he's starred in all these different action movies you know it's just he's kind of adopted his rock persona on screen most of the time so you could tell he he was having a bit of a difficult time shaking that off but i still really enjoyed him in the movie i think he fits the character perfectly and i think he's got a lot of potential as that character i really don't think 
like I could picture really anyone else as Black Adam. I think he's great. Um, I just think there's room for improvement there. That's just how I feel about that. In terms of the JSA, I found them all to be likable. I mean, Dr. Fate easily steals the show. I'm a little bit sad that they killed Pierce Brosnan off. I was really bummed about that. Um, Spoiler! Well, I said we, and we now won them. We're in yeah, we won. Yeah, we won. I'll dive in. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I was really, I was really bummed that he had to go. I, I thought yeah. he was the best like supporting character. I loved Pierce Brosnan's portrayal of Doctor Fate. He just embodied that character perfectly. He had such a like a like a daddy swag to him. A what? A zaddy swag. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And then now, now I, I said like, it. Why did I have to ask? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. I should just act like I heard it. Um, because you know it's true. He's got a nice look to him in the movie, okay? Jesus Christ. I'm just saying his character the, the is guy way, was he Bond. Just, he did yeah, see yeah, he, yeah. he He's effortlessly like charming. Suave, yes. Suave, charming, and he did it in a way where it fit the character like very well. Yeah. I also I also feel like Aldous Hodge is a fantastic Hawkman, like unbelievably good Hawkman. That is not that is not an easy character to pull off visually and also just in terms of that character. But he crushed it. And I loved his relationship with Dr. Fate, with Brosnan. I thought they were great together. I liked how you felt like you knew their relationship just by their interactions and them kind of drawing on the past of their like. I just I really love their dynamic. The movie thought they were great. I do feel like Adam Smasher. And what was the name of the other one? What's uh, the, the one with the pretty colors? Yeah, the one with the pretty colors. Yeah, with Cyclone. I liked them, but they were very underdeveloped and they felt like very like almost tacked on in the movie where it's just kind of like, oh, here are these two other characters. We're not really going to do much with them. Hi. And then like that was about it. Like they did the best they could with the material they had, but yeah. I, I kind of wanted more of those characters. I um, almost I, felt like it was, sorry, I did it again. Um, no, it's yeah. good. It's fine. We do it all the time. I, I almost <laughs> felt like that was almost intentional because they're like the children of the group of just like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys stick around and if we need you, we'll we'll call you. But like, it was just really it, weird you know? that they would bring them onto this team having like almost no experience. That, yes, and like, and, Amanda, and then Amanda Waller is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, and, that's and, what and I was saying. I was like, why are you bringing these children who have never yeah. done anything before yeah, like, onto this f- very like, this important is, this team? Is, this is a very important <laughs> mission. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say know. something, Andres? Yeah, no, and, and it was really weird that, that what's called that uh, Ass Masher felt like another Deadpool character. Like, like even down to the way his eyes moved and even down to, like, the design around his eyes, it looked almost like they just tinted Deadpool blue, if that makes any sense. And, I, like, there were certain moments where I was like, okay, and I agree with you, Nancy, where it's like, why did we bring the kids on board on this one? Yeah. And also, I kind of felt that Cyclone wasn't as... I mean, they didn't necessarily show exactly how how useful she is as a part of the JSA. I mean, like, they really didn't exploit those powers, and then when they exploited those powers, it almost kind of felt like she was causing more damage, because, like, Dr. Faye had to come in and basically be like, oh, crap, we're, we're, we're about to kill people with these pipes. So, I, I don't know, I, like, I had a slight little problem with, with that portrayal, but in turn, not, not any problems with the actors portraying them at all. They just needed much better material, I think. Yeah. Well, um, as Tom yeah. said, she was very... I thought I was like, oh, that looks cool in terms of like her costume yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Very, very cool. Um, 
and I, and I will say the really the only big problem I have with this movie is when it decides it needs a, a villain, <laughs> and the villain is like literally like a PlayStation character that has no personality, is just there for Black Adam to fight, and is just a joke. Like I probably the worst DCU villain that we've had, just because it just has no personality. It's just a walking CGI cliche that feels tacked on at the end, and it would just yeah. like. I hated it. I hated it so much. It almost ruined the experience for me because I was like, "Why are we even doing it? like this?" Like sucks. This wow sucks. Character. Yeah, it was terrible. It was it was awful, and I, I can't even remember its name because it was so forgettable. Not into mm-hmm. it. What's the guy's name? Ishmael Sabak. No, the, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I was gonna say the guy before he turned into that is what I was saying. Well, well certainly cares. not gonna return <laughs> Sabak to my mind. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all, no, all, I, all I just remembered was that it was just very, very forgettable in that sense. It and it reminded me of like the end of Wonder Woman. Even, well, well, yeah, even at the yeah. end of Wonder Woman, but I will argue that we got more of a sense of what Ares wanted as opposed to. Well, yeah, that, it was a little bit better, but still. With, yeah, no, <laughs> it, it was poorly. It was yeah. poorly just done. Also, the I movie think. down. Yeah. And, and then also, I think the actor had no charisma as a villain whatsoever. Like yeah, even nothing. something to where to where you go, oh, I could see him become a vi- becoming a villain. So yeah, it was it, it was it was just not. It was a disappointing villain. <laughs> it's the, yeah. definitely the worst one that we've seen. I honestly now. thought it was going to be like he portrays him in the beginning, and then we're not really going to see much of him anymore. Like I thought he was going to be a, a side character because he like exactly like you said, there was no. There's nothing for me to believe. Okay, this is the guy. This is the guy that's gonna fuck shit up. Uh huh. So. Yeah. I mean, like, and like in comparison, I would think I, for me, I think the best part of the movie were the conversations between uh, Black Adam and Hawkman, where they were kind of just they had these conflicting uh, ideologies. Where Black Adam's like, "Well, no, I'm gonna kill the people that are bad so that I don't just lock them away for them to, you know, get free and keep." causing trouble and then hawkman's like no that's wrong to just kill people we need to put them away but you know do it in an uh you know in a less violent way and just kind of seeing them kind of go back and forth with one another throughout the course of the movie it's like each of them kind of made good points and you could kind of take either of their sides and i thought that was probably the most interesting part of the movie i'm just curious where you guys fell you know during their interactions i love pierce brosnan who's just like whatever you guys like yeah he just like takes a seat and just lets them bicker i love it yeah, yeah, no, I love that. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah. he just teleports all throughout the room while they're fighting and going through walls, oh, and he's just like, yeah. uh, it's like, it, I already like, know how like this is going. his two children, like, fight, just like, yep. get get out of the way. Yep. And plus, like, exactly like you said, Arches, he knows, he knows what's going to happen. Um, but yeah. no, I like that aspect of it, that they were uh, juxtaposition, juxtaposing? Yes. Juxtaposed? Yeah, there you go. Juxtaposed? Juxtaposing. But, you know that word. Look, it's anyway, a word. It's a word that fits in this context if you it's, use it correctly. Yeah, it, it, it's it's right. Yeah. But anyways, I liked I like that they had those opposing views and that that yeah, played out and and it really fueled the the point of the movie. I feel like. How about you, Andres? Yeah, I I definitely I definitely feel that to a certain extent. They had to go out of their way to sort of make Hawkman sort of the straight man, if that makes any sense. Because the thing is, is when you read Hawkman in the comics, Hawkman is actually just a very brutal character. He's one of those characters that, like, you know, I mean, if you watch Justice League Unlimited as well, too, his entire race in Thanagar came down to Earth in order to invade and take it over. 
it wasn't up until later on that he saw the fault of his ways that he decided to become a good guy. So I thought they were going to be leaning into that, where it was sort of like, sort of like, sort of like Hawkman sees a little bit of himself in Black Adam, and he's like, you know what? I was down the same path that you were, but I mm-hmm. saw that there's a much better way to do it if we do it by keeping people alive. And I thought they were coming very close to that precipice, and in terms of that juxtaposition as well, too, where he's like, you know what? You know what's Ding. the great thing about keeping people? <laughs> Ding. Should keep a, we, should keep a, we should keep a tally of every time we use juxtaposed. <laughs> Ding. But... Bing, bing. But the thing is that um, that when 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 you start getting along lines of the characters where you know one of them went down, one of them was on the same path and then just sort of redeem- redeemed himself, that I think would have been a much stronger a stronger portrayal to go in for this movie and sort of sort of just prove to Black Adam that hey, listen, I was down the same path. This is a much better way of doing it. And then also you can keep your conscience clean and not kill anybody. So I thought they were going to head down that path, but they didn't. And the movie's a little weaker for that. But what they decided to do was perfectly fine. I mean, like it was was visually interesting anytime the wings came out. But um, oh, but I will say probably one of my favorite moments throughout the entire movie is actually um, was when it Hawkman got close <laughs> Yeah, yeah, by, by Adam Smasher, <laughs> and then funny. all of a sudden, like, 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 there's so many moments. He's like, after this, you and me, you and me, <laughs> we're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk. It's like, oh man, he's gonna get his ass beat. Oh, and also, we didn't even talk about the cameo from Henry Winkler as Adam Smasher one. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was great. I was that was great. For that, you know what? Yeah, I was, Henry Winkler, freaking love that. Yeah, yeah, now, man, he's everywhere. Yeah. Now he's officially he's part though. of the DCU. <laughs> and just dropping joy nuggets wherever he goes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, but um yeah, but in terms of the relationship between Black Adam and Hawkman, I thought that was perfectly fine. Did okay. you guys see the uh twist coming? I don't know why I didn't see that coming. In terms of that um it wasn't Black Adam isn't the kid that's in the beginning. Oh, uh, no, I, no, I've, no, I didn't, what am I trying to say? I, I, I knew that it, he wasn't the kid in the beginning because I was like, I remember the scene in the trailer where he was like hugging his kid and I was like, but where, oh. but I was like, where is okay. that? And then, yeah. and, and then when they showed like his, um, kid transferring the powers to him, I was like, there it is. I was like, okay, now I understand. I was like, I got it. And I like that story. I thought it was, yeah. I thought that was actually like compelling and I'm glad that they actually explored that a little bit. That was cool. Yeah, I felt yeah, like no, that absolutely. made the character like way better, and I didn't see that coming. And when I it happened, I was like, "Oh, duh!" They didn't even show the dad's face in the beginning. Like, I should have pieced that together. That, yeah, you're that just was stupid. Actually the rock, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah you're just the dumb dumb. <laughs> oh I mean, come on. goodness! <laughs> see, having having read. See, having read some of the Jeff Johns run of um, Shazam, aka also Black Adam is a main antagonist in that as well. Right. Um, the twist is in there, but it's in there slightly differently. Whereas in the film, we're supposed to sympathize with the fact that oh, his son transferred his power over to him, and basically, you know, oh, um, wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Immediately got killed off as soon as he passed off the power. Whereas in the comic, it's actually done to where Black Adam actually plans out that the switch 
and plans out the death in the sense that his son just kept leaving people alive. And he's like, there's no place for pacifists in this world. So I have to take this over from you. And you kind of sense that he is a horrible human being and he is a villain in the comic. But in terms of switching it for the movie, uh, less less of an interesting choice, but more of we have to make Dwayne Johnson a hero. And as far as seeing the twist coming, I'm a little biased in that because I read the comics, but that's pretty much about it. And then also just mm-hmm. anytime, anytime they were the pan up to the adult, they would just like use like the side of his face or like cut right before he <laughs> looks at the camera. And I I'm thought like, it was yeah. so funny yeah. seeing like skinny rock where they were like put his I face know, on. Right? I, was, I was just like, this is so unintentionally funny because we're just so used to seeing like a human tree trunk of a man <laughs> that when you mm-hmm. see his face on like yeah. even like a still like pretty well built guy, you're just like, Jesus, yeah. that looks so fake <laughs> yeah yeah yep. exactly. but that's the rock's fault stop being so jacked just stop <laughs> i know you're your own worst enemy <laughs> mm-hmm. but now guys now we get to debut our new rating system one that we've well i think i've used but you guys so we put it to a vote on twitter and our winner was out of five pints which is very you know uh perfect for our show considering our show is called film on tap so out of five pints what would you give black adam andres what would you give it i'd give it three out of five pints okay all right nice nancy oh okay okay i was gonna say four but hey look don't be swayed you be true to you i don't know let's see Mm, i'll say i'll say three and three quarters how about that all right (laughs) <laughs> it's it's three either and a half. half. All right, three and a half pints. There you go. Three I was like, it's half. like don't there be the go. don't be the there quarters person. <laughs> we don't measure uh, quarters. There's no absolutes. Yeah. Um, unless it's vodka. Um, I'm gonna give it three out of five pints as well. I think it'll give you a good buzz, but it's not exactly gonna get you so drunk where you leave a bad voicemail for your ex girlfriend, if you know what I mean. So three out of five pints. Is that what we're going to give it? Okay, that, that's where we fall. So enjoy that. Um, now, our final segment of the show, one I'm very excited about. We're going to be talking about the horror movies that got us into watching spooky movies uh, around the Halloween time or just in general. What were those movies or movie that kind of got you into watching horror movies and into that genre? Let's start with Nancy. So I definitely went through an 80s horror phase for a while. I have no idea why. It just was random. But one of the first movies that I saw was Poltergeist. And that was really the movie, for whatever reason, like hooked me onto horror. I think mm-hmm. it's a nice blend of still being scary, but not scary enough for me to be traumatized. And I don't want to see any other scary movie for the rest of my life. I've never uh, seen it, actually. What? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. There is, there, it, Tom, Tom, there Watch is a... Gorgeous 4K release for this, so go see it. <laughs> I have heard I've heard good things about it. I, I was tempted to watch it around uh, Halloween time, but I don't know. Every time I see previews for it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I've heard good things. Let's, let's go do see watch it. along. Let's do watch along of it. Um, and also, another you have watch to along we'll never do. <laughs> oh, but I will make it. We were supposed happen. to watch Dracula Den Loving it so long like, ago. Add it to the list. We've said we're gonna watch Listen. do watch alongs for like five different movies. Hey, I. <laughs> two already you know yeah without us 
gotta hop on that train you know you know what i'm saying what? you like you randomly message like hey who wants to hop on and like it's just <laughs> no notice so it's just con <laughs> con's like okay yeah, con's, con's like yeah i'll hop on yeah i'll watch yeah. <laughs> i'll do it so at midnight i'll do it it's fine anyway Anyways, back to poultry guys uh yeah. okay so i won't say too much then because i don't want to i don't you're gonna watch it and i'm making I will watch it next Halloween season. That's when I'll do it. <laughs> that's, when I, when, that's when I shall let it finally wow me. Or when Nancy unfreezes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she froze just, hard. Just dude. in case of you. Just, just, I was just trying to buy some time, you, but, but man, she's uh, like, she's Mrs. Freeze over there. <laughs> Nora. She looks like she's about to like scratch a record. <laughs> Oh man, she froze hard. <laughs> Nancy, man, no. she is no freeze. Oh no, what is Uh-oh. her? Did she not plug in her laptop? Did it die? That's what I want to oh, know. Oh, it probably did. It totally probably died. Oh no, Nancy, no. Yeah, so, so let, let's just keep it going. Let's just keep it going for now. Okay. Um, because it, because if she pops back in, we can keep the stream going. Okay, that's fine. Um, but how about you, Andres? What were the movies that got you into the horror genre? Well, the movies that got me into the horror genre was definitely between two movies, actually. It was actually um, Child's Play 3, which is actually the first horror movie or first R-rated movie I ever recall seeing. Came actually. in on the third one. <laughs> yeah, I came in on the third one. So it, it was it was just one of those things where like I just went, oh, my God, th- this movie, it's a talking doll. It's a, a, f- a freaking Brad Dourif voice, that iconic performance. It's just... Uh-huh. It's just everything I love in horror movies. And then, um, oh my god, the other one, it was actually Friday the 13th Part 2 is the <laughs> other one that got me into horror movies. No, just no, like, but here, here's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. Had you seen the first Friday the 13th? And, or no, did you see no, the second I, one again and then you, <laughs> you went back? No, no, no. I... I, I I caught Friday the 13th Part 2 on TV with my uncle, and the thing was, I was terrified of Jason. I was absolutely terrified of Jason. And then for some reason, we were watching Friday the 13th Part 2, and then the guy with the sack head is walking around killing people. And I just found that funny more than anything else. And uh-huh. then my uncle's like, this is a Friday the 13th movie. And then I was like, no way. And he's like, no, that's Jason. That's Jason. That That's like his first appearance. I was like... I don't know why, but that like that made me so comfortable in watching the entire series going forward from there mm-hmm. that I wasn't afraid of him. I was just like, oh, it's just an idiot with a hockey with just an idiot with a burlap sack running around. OK, I'm, yep. I'm more than OK on this one. But, yeah, it was Child's Play 3 and Friday the 13th Part 2 were the first my first introductions in the horror. And then Jason X re-sparked my love for. Friday the 13th movies when I was older and then as soon as I saw that I was like oh my god I gotta go back and watch every single one of them <laughs> so yeah I don't know Jason never did it for me like I, I watched some of the Friday the 13th movies and I just like I never really found him interesting I never really enjoyed those movies all that much I don't know it was just I always preferred Michael Myers I guess I just felt like Michael Myers had a cooler vibe to him and I found him way scarier and more haunting like Jason I was like I don't know you look like you're like trying to stop a puck <laughs> like it was just like it was just like I don't know I just like I can never get into those movies for some reason but you know I, I know that uh he's quite beloved but I'm trying to think for me I think it's also between 
two movies. I, I was terrified of horror movies growing up. You know, I, I didn't really get into horror until I got older and then I like got full on into it. But for me, I think the two movies, the first one was Scream, where I think it was yeah. a good gateway because like it's a comedy, but it's also a horror movie. So like the balance of that, like it made it like more easily digestible, like where I wasn't as scared because I was laughing and I felt comfortable. And yeah, there were some jump scares here and there, but like it was like an easy to watch horror movie where I didn't feel like terrified. I was able to sleep that kind of thing. I was like, Oh, I could do this. I was like, I could do this all day. This is great. I love this kind of horror movie. And then (laughs) when I was starting to really get into horror, the first movie that really got me into it, that was like a true on horror movie was sinister, which still remains my favorite horror movie just ever. I just think it was the perfect blend of like terrific jump scares, not like overdone, really well used. I mean, the lawnmower scares, I think still to this day, I rewatched the movie this year and it still got me. I was like, I know it's going to happen and it still got me. And the movie utilizes its jump scares. It's very like handful of them, like really well. And it was just the kind of horror movie that, like, I prefer the creepy psychological horror movies where, you know, people are seeing things, but they don't really know if they're there. It's kind of messing with their mind. It's messing with your mind as a viewer where, like, it's not, like, full-on jump scare slasher territory. It's just kind of like this feels like something that could actually happen. And, you know, like seeing, you know, this uh, entity and like photos and video and stuff, like it would just creep me the fuck out. And Ethan Hawke in a horror movie was just like this beautiful gem. I was like, I love that. Like his screams were the most realistic screams I've ever heard in a horror movie. <laughs> like literally like anytime he screams in the movie, I'm like genuinely concerned for him. He's so good. He's so good in this movie. Oh, yeah. and, I, and it just gets better and better every time I watch it. I just think it's a perfect blend of like full on horror psychological horror and it has a very dark sense of humor to it as well which i really like and i think it's just a perfect horror movie and i loved it so like when i watched that i was like i want to watch more horror movies like this that kind of like mess with my head that you know explore that kind of horror and then it made it more easy to kind of go into those more jump scare heavy ones um so like those two are definitely my uh my gateway drugs and i you know i and it's perfect timing because nancy's back (laughs) (laughs) I was about to throw my computer out the It's, you know, I guess it was kind of karma for you calling me out on, like, always having issues or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. I said you had to restart. Just saying, not that you were you trying to make me feel issues. bad. And the universe was like, and we've got some plans. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it wasn't even, like, a dropped no, out. It was, lo- like, no yeah. internet. And I tried to reconnect, <laughs> and like, just like She times. looks like a DJ. You were, like, literally uh, caught like this, like, as you were about to, like, spin a record. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. At least I was, a, at least yeah, I was sure, frozen in a cool position, you know? <laughs> So we, we uh, so so you missed Andres and I's picks. Andres was uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and okay. Child's Play Three, uh, and mine were oh. the uh, the first Scream oh, movie no. and Sinister. Those those were my picks. But uh, how about Ooh. you? Okay, okay. Yes, okay, the movie so I still need to see. Yep. As we discussed, uh, so I, yes, we will watch. Um, but no, they progressively get worse, so don't watch the second or third one. It's it. fine. You don't need to watch this. <laughs> um, but but they're interesting. The second one is actually, I would say, more... It's definitely creepier. That old um, man. What's his name? Cray... Yes, no, there's a preacher man in it that I swear to God, 
uh, Brother Lomas reminds me of so much every time he was on the Schmodown. <laughs> I would think of this creepy guy from Poltergeist 2. It was amazing. Um, but no, it has some great performances. Also, the little girl that um, played Carol Ann hmm. uh, actually passed away very shortly after uh, filming the third one. So I feel like it's just such a, a good movie to see. And, you know, unfortunate that she didn't get to you know, continue on with her career and her, mm-hmm. her life. Didn't they make a remake of Poltergeist um, too with like Sam Rockwell? And we don't talk, we don't talk about that yeah, movie. Yeah, don't watch that. It's fine. Okay. I knew you were going to fucking like Bruno, say that. Just like Bruno, we don't talk about it. That. It's I not knew great. it. Oh man, I know you guys too well. I'm, okay. Had to, had to, had to put it in there. But yeah, uh, definitely watch Poltergeist. It's great. I, and again, I feel like it was such a... Uh, it, there's so many iconic lines from that movie of her saying, like, they're yeah. here. And then the little lady black, Caroline, <laughs> searching for her okay. on the other side. Right. It's or, great. I love it. I'm I'm excited for you to well, watch whenever it. Whenever I Tom, do, I will let you know. This house I'm trying to think. Because I feel together. like every year like, I try to watch some new like uh, horror movies. I feel like I, I definitely watched some new ones this year. I'm trying to think what was like the big one that I finally watched. Oh, I finally watched a couple ones uh, this year. I finally watched the uh, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula movie, which I loved. Uh, Ooh, that's, that, that's so that, underrated. I that think. was really cool. And I was like, wow, Gary Oldman is fucking ridiculous. Like you forget how good of an actor but, he is. But, but as, 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 as oh, great okay. as that movie is, I can't help but laugh at it because Dracula Dead and Loving It makes fun of oh, it I know. in yeah. the best way. I, I couldn't help but like, think of it either. So many there's so many different things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so many so, different so things. So many things and like and like even just like the fact that he has the hat and then the shadows are kind of moving into the Or then when he like, like when he's like in the bedroom or whatever, I was like, Oh my god, why am I laughing right now? It's just like it was the it was a poor my call. God. It was a poor call. <laughs> even when they were doing like the like killing her in the grave scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can think of mm-hmm. Dracula dead and loving it. This is ruining it. I was like, oh, my God. But still, still a great movie. And then uh, the other one I finally watched was The Lost Boys, which I also loved. That was great. Oh. Yeah, and I got to watch oh, that for the first so time good. in 4K. So that was uh, dope. That was awesome. So you got to see that saxophone man oh, in 4K. <laughs> Baby. Oh, man. He was pressing all the right buttons. Oh. <laughs> oh, I still believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's great. Hey, well, I watched Us for the go. first time, which mm. references the Boom. Lost Boys. Oh, now yeah. I understand that reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, whatever. You're just like, what the yeah, fuck are they fine. doing? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, those are our picks for the movies that got us into horror movies. What are your picks, viewer or listener, for what horror movies got you into watching horror movies, if you do watch horror movies? And also let us know what you thought of the two trailers we talked about, what you think of the DC news that we talked about. Let us know in the comments section below. We always love hearing your thoughts and reading your comments, so definitely leave some comments in that comment box. How many times can I say comment? Comment. So do that. Comment, comment, comment. Comment, comment, comment. So definitely let us know what you think of those things and of course thank you as always for watching but before we go where are you guys located on the interwebs nancy let's start with you where can the people find you pl underscore band-aid on twitter and instagram and go over and check out uh the video chronic quiz that they just did with the horror free for all it was a lot of fun I was to the side watching i did not participate <laughs> because i would have lost gotcha immediately <laughs> But right. it was a lot of fun. And Go check it out. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on the High Voltage Media YouTube channel as well, too, where we're preparing to put out our retrospective on Miami Vice, Michael Mann's uh, oh, wow. 2006 movie, Miami Vice. And it's it's fairly underrated, I think. And um, we're also going to be putting out more video game uh, reviews and retrospectives. We're currently working also on our Drag Me to Hell review as well, too. So mm. that's going to be great. Um, and like Nancy said, you can find me on the Video Chronica Pop Culture Quiz for the Halloween Free For All, where I, where me and Mark go up against Bibbs, and man, that was, that, that was, that was a show. <laughs> <laughs> a good show or a bad show? <laughs> no, it was a show. It was a great, it was, it was, it was you fun. It, it was a lot of fun. I mean, come on. I, if, if you was to tell me I was going to be going up against Bibbs and Mark, that's, that's insane. I, that, that's been my dream on the Schmodown. So, no, thank you, Eric, for making that dream come true. There you go. Yeah. Wait, not yeah. Yeah, just, just putting that oh, out there. No. Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and if you want to find me, guys, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash, and you could find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And of course, you can find me and Nancy and Andres here on the Film on Tap podcast every other week. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. See you next time, guys. <laughs>